0: hey angels it's amy from the ford's angels podcast and vanessa we're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it and along the way as amy is
1: on this journey we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. And let's get to it.
0: Hello, angels. How are we doing? So this episode will be two Mondays after Thanksgiving, and I kind of wondered how y'all fared. I really am wondering how you did, how you're, how you're managing through this holiday season. Um, if you made it through okay, or if you decided not to go, maybe you didn't go to the family dinner because you were like hard stop boundary. No, because all of that happens is that I get talked about my body and what it looks like and how it looks like. And if you did that, High five. If you went because you still feel obligation, high five to you for having the courage to go because that takes a lot of courage <laughs> to sure step not. into that. And for those of you who didn't experience that because you created your own holiday around what is called Thanksgiving, I applaud you. Um, I had Friendsgiving and we are all of people of different shapes and sizes and and orientations and we had the best day supporting and loving each other and of course I got super emotional because you know that I do and because we went around the space and we talked and we went around and talked about you know what we were grateful for this year and of course I start crying immediately because I feel everything so deeply and I was just like and, and I think they were all like is she broken <laughs> No, good cry or bad cry. I I was in a room of six people, including myself, and three out of the six are therapists, so it's like it's okay. All right. Safest place to fall apart if that's what (laughs) you were gonna do. (laughs) Nobody would have put me back together. So you know, so it's it's let me tell you, it's whatever happened congratulations for having the courage to do whatever you decided to do and for those of you who are feeling a little bit worse for wear because you had to experience going home uh, and you need some help reach out to one of us Vanessa's a great holistic counselor I can give you some angelic love and, and clear you out do maybe do a reading to get you refocused but whatever it is you need, we're here for you. Even if you need to share down in the comments of our post, you know, on social media about what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, we read those comments. So please share with us what your experience was. And and if you need help, reach out to us. We are here for you because we know it's no joke. So today we're going to talk about a really kind of a Wormy, tangential kind of conversation about using our bodies to limit us, limit our joy, limit our experiences in life, to limit our. I I would also say the manifestation of our desires, um, especially when it comes to things that are bring us joy. Um, The thing I can think of, the thing that comes to mind when I was talking about this with Vanessa was, you know, have you ever been, have you ever heard yourself say, or heard a friend say, well, I can't, I can't go to, you know, the Caribbean or, or on a beach vacation yet because I need to lose weight or I need to lose weight. Cause I'm going on my cruise. Like I, I just, I, yeah. I get it. I get why people say that because it's what you did. It's what you did. It's what, everybody used to do oh I'm going on a cruise I gotta drop 10 pounds (sighs) even just hearing you say it I'm like I my face scrunch up I have a lot of friends who used to say things like that and and I used to say things like that it just I'm like that doesn't feel good it doesn't feel it's almost like You booked your vacation, you paid for it. Now you have to be, you have to live up to your expectations. Therefore, you're not going to enjoy it. Because if you decide that you need to lose weight for your vacation, what happens when you don't lose weight? What do you think happens? You go with this sense of judgment. I failed at losing weight. Therefore, I'm not, I don't have the beach body, quote unquote, or I feel less than because I didn't lose the weight. And I'm the same sense as I was when I said that. So therefore I'm not going to enjoy it because all I'm going to think about is the weight that I didn't lose. Yeah. Friends, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get, I understand because there are things that I realize I do. Like I think about going to visit where I go to visit friends or family or not family, but friends and well, family too. But, and I think about myself and I picture myself, but I picture myself like my requirement to do that is for me to lose weight. What? <laughs> and the reason why my, my, my brain, my wonderful, oh, well-versed safety brain, driven, safety driven, <laughs> gotta love it is like, no, because there's a judgment on if you're still overweight, or you're still, or you've gained weight, like how has this move or how, why are you so happy? Or what, you know, how has this been successful? You've gained weight. Like they, they, i.e. I look at <laughs> ouch success <laughs> as like, like I look at success, happiness, and joy through the lens of my size of my body. Meaning if I'm still overweight, then I shouldn't be fucking happy because I still look like I need to be safe from something. Well, hello, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense because I'm preventing my joy because my brain is like, don't go, don't go on vacation. Don't take the risk. Don't do all these things because of a potential judgment from someone else, but really it's not the other person that's ju- that you are afraid of judging you. You're already judging you friend. You're yeah. already in that space of I'm judging myself. And because my body size is the way that it is, I don't feel I deserve joy yeah. and happiness.
1: It's straight up punishment for not being ideal straight up like i'm going to punish you by not allowing you to have good things until you earn them. and earning them means changing your body or doing whatever it is that that i've decided, right? because it could be anything. Yeah. i've decided makes you earn it.
0: i just punishment. yeah. i it's just like it's like it it makes me angry that that's still my mantra because I've worked very hard to realize at any size, I deserve joy, love, Mm -hmm. kindness. And I just, it's like, I am at that space where I'm noticing these thought processes more and more. I'm noticing how hard it is, how deeply rooted they are. I think it's also because I've uncovered a lot of, I've, I've, I've worked through a lot of other you know, belief systems that I'm getting to like the deeper ones that are really well-rooted and really long-term, like they've been there for a while. Um, so I just, I'm like, I'm in awe, I think of how my brain can still need to feel safe, but it does because, you know, in every corner, those moments that we hit up against, like last week, I talked about my car and how my picture, and I thought it would look different, like, you know, and so this, you know, so then I was confronted with the idea of visiting people, but needing to be thin, because that was going to say, I'm successful, and to prevent people from talking about me being overweight. Right,
1: well, the triggers, right, we're we're trying to, we're trying to avoid triggers, too, like the safety, the safety of it being that, um, we may not even know what's going to happen, right? Like, so somebody may not ever say anything, but the trigger of uh, of somebody looking at my stomach, say, right, that second doesn't. They could be looking at anything. I could have a piece of fuzz on me, but I'm not ready for the trigger that will make me feel like how my brain is is has decided that area of my body looks or that judgment that that should be there. because that's where that comes from is if somebody does something to trigger me i believe i've already i already believe it and that that is validation of that negative belief that i have whereas if i don't have that negative belief i'm going to just like i'm it's going to bounce off of me right like i'm going to be like okay i mean that's cool that you think that way but i mean i don't and so it's okay but if it's still a wound you're able to trigger me with it. I'm going to try to avoid those things until those wounds are healed because I can't handle the triggers. I don't want them. <laughs> I'm trying to control the situation by avoiding being triggered, right? Because my beliefs haven't been sealed up yet. My beliefs are still raw. And so that means it's easy to hurt me.
0: Yeah, which, you know, and it's it's a process, <laughs> It's, I I think a lot of realizing that it's like a lot of my life has been waiting to do things to, because of, you know, of, of needing to be a certain size. I, I get that my brain's trying to keep me safe, but it also doesn't realize it's also sabotaging. It's also
1: preventing
0: me. It's, it's creating a narrative around my worth via, the ability trying to set sa- and I want to say sabotage but trying to manipulate me being safe it's like yes but at the same time it's creating a narrative a bigger problem it's creating a bigger problem it's you know? so it's
1: robbing you it's creating safety but it is robbing you of the safety that freedom brings too
0: sure sure and so what do we do with it you know how do we unpack it how do we like look at it the first thing is, is you've got to realize that you're doing it. You know, do you think and dream of going to faraway places? And what, what, how do you picture yourself? You know, I mean, there are instances where we must heed this, where our bodies, depending on the the ability and the size, like we're not okay. We're not okay to be there. Um, We're not hiking Kilimanjaro when we, when our bodies. Right. Like there's realism. And then there's like, you know, you want to go to the Caribbean and go lay on the beach, go fucking do it. I don't care what size you are. Um, go find, go take your cruise. Don't do the vacation thing. Um, just don't go to Africa or England right now. Cause it's not a good place to go. So, um, but even so it's like, don't allow you, don't limit yourself because of the fact you're waiting for you to be your perfect size
1: right because our perfect size is not going to have those triggers i mean and i think that that's the false the falsification of the future that we create is like well i'll be fine then so it won't matter like you're not gonna be fine then because you're the, the the thinness comes from the judgment so the judgment comes with you no matter what your body size is right? New judgments exist.
0: Let's, let's say, let's, let's pause and say this again, because I think, I think many of our listeners need to hear this because this is what I've been trying to say eloquently for years. Okay. So let's go back to that. Say that again, Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <What I said. laughs> you're talking about how the judgment lies within you that regardless of the size we think that when we get thin we will lose the judgment against ourselves but it doesn't matter what size we are we're still going to have the same brain and the same thought processes until we heal them and until we can understand what they are because you're going to be thin but you're still going to be judgmental af Right. Well, because you got
1: there through the judgment, right? right. So if we get, if we get thin through judgment, we have not absolved ourselves of judgment. Judgment will continue to exist that the triggers will still exist. So, you know, as you've said, you've said this many times before of that, when um, somebody well-meaning, right. Cause most people are well-meaning when they talk about our body size, when we have become smaller, it's going to be a trigger negatively. Even when we have achieved that size, you know, that we're supposed to be perfect, that is not going to be a compliment that we take as a compliment, it is going to reinforce that judgment that we have of when you were larger, you were unworthy, you were right to be judgmental of yourself, look at how much people love you when you are not fat or when you are not whatever you know it, it's not positive because that judgment continues it comes right on that journey with you it hops right on your back and is like here i am i'm still here through this entire thing and when you get to your when you get to your goal weight your judgment sits there and taps you on the shoulder every single day saying don't forget you have to stay here you have to stay here you have to stay here
0: or, Don't
1: you dare go in any other direction because you will become less worthy of all of these things.
0: Or even will even allow you to feel like you've gotten to a size you're comfortable with. Amen. Like where, when does it stop? That's when, that's when eating disorders sometimes come on board is when we are not allowing to see ourselves, where we have that body dysmorphia, where we can be very thin and we're still looking at ourselves. Like you are so fat. Look at you. Yeah. Right. Like Like you're picking apart your calves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's the loose skin conversation, like afraid to lose weight because we don't want the loose skin. Like, you know, it. there's
1: so many things there's, it's like bazillion faceted. And that's why this, that's why this remains an issue in our society, I believe is because of, I mean, most things it's very individual. You know, there are some, there are some things that, that apply across the board, you know, right. Like we can use the big word judgment and know that everybody has it because that's where this comes from, but everybody's individual experience because of their own lives being lived and their old filters that have come in into play makes it different. Right. So like, you know, somebody who's been, who was sexually assaulted when they were thin has a very different set of ideas and triggers of being thin than somebody who is doing it through an eating disorder. And so we look at the body sizes and we may make generalizations, but those two experiences are so different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all, and I I love that you shared the individualism in it. So some of you are not going to relate to the idea of me needing to be thin to enjoy vacation or to enjoy travel or to whatever else, except some of you may feel that, you know, there, there's an ableism conversation too. Like, you know, I mean, which is serious because like, I understand when I go to places, I'm like, how many stairs are there? Is there an elevator? You know, how far do I have to walk to the event? Like it's all conversation. But if I consistently use that as the excuse, I'm never going to go to a concert again. I'm never going to go to places where my ableism, my disableism is going to like prevent me from going. Like that's something that I use. I used to use a lot. Um, now, right now, because of, I haven't been active a lot lately and I have so I'm a little bit deconditioned. Yeah, that's, that's a conversation, but it doesn't mean that I can't go. Like I have to make that decision. Is it because of, I'm afraid of, I can't physically handle it? Or is it because I'm afraid to go because of how I look at handling it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be an able-bodied person that's going to do everything the same way. It's like walking upstairs. It's like, I can do it, but I don't, I'm not fast at it. And people, you know, behind me, they'll try to run me over, you know, is, is, am I going to be afraid of the judgment of others because I'm not doing it in a way of an able-bodied person
1: or I need judgments even. Yeah. Right. I can remember when I used to run If I ran past somebody else who was running, I tried to breathe different so that I didn't feel like I was like, they would think I was out of shape. Like it mattered, but it mattered then back in my big judgmental self, you know, (laughs) of myself and others. But yeah, this is an amazing thing to be thinking about because when we, when we first started talking about this, this, you know, doing this topic, one of the things that did come up is like, what is real and what is not and how difficult that line can be of like, am I tricking myself into not going because I'm still using the judgment or am I being realistic about what I'm able to do right now? And then we can even throw in that third thing of, do I, is this a good use of motivation to decide to use on my, my journey? Right. Where, you know, cause that happens. People who want to say, you know, We'll use climb Kilimanjaro because it's ridiculous. I'm not doing that shit, but some people might want to do it. And if you start, if you're say 400 pounds, you don't, you know, you can't do it at 400 pounds, but you may say, I have this burning friggin' desire. I need to be up there. I need to see the world from that perspective. I'm going to use that as motivation to do the things that I have to do so that my body's able to do that right? That's positive motivation. We like that. That is like, I'm connecting to a passion and I'm creating whatever needs to happen. So that passion can be actualized different story when we're talking about a concert that we could go to, but we're going to use that as a reason not to go. Well, my body's not ready. So maybe when I get my body ready for a concert, what does that mean? (laughs) Right? Like how much can, Conditioning, do I have to do? No, that because it's not the same thing. But yeah. we have it's a very thin line that we walk of the excuse versus the motivation versus the, you know, just stick your head in the sand.
0: Yes. And you know, you were saying that. And I was thinking, because as you were saying, Kilimanjaro, I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, I one of the things I would love to be is a public speaker. But I think of myself on stage walking back and forth for an hour am I likely to be able to survive that? Like physically, like standing on my feet for an hour. Okay, you don't
1: have to stand on your feet for an hour. So I'm going to challenge that. Why can't you be a public speaker sitting in a chair? People do it all the time.
0: I know, but (laughs) I look, so I look at that and I'm like, okay. But it's not that it prevents me from doing it. It's just the idea of why not be stronger? why not work on you know what it is like the weakness in my legs and the idea of you know i because i don't live on the second floor anymore i haven't had to do stairs it's like so i'm 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 losing muscles in those certain ways so it's like it's it's using my life and the idea of wanting to do these things but yet knowing that in some cases i am not physically able to do them because of lack of movement lack of strength like needing to be consistent with my strength training or some sort of physical like movement of some kind. So it's like, I remind myself because day by day, I see the things that I'm less and less able to do because of my lack of physical movement. So I'm like, so we we do come to these choices and this isn't a judgment on my part. This is an actual realization of you being less and less able to do stairs, being sturdy. I almost fell down my friend's stairs, yes, last the other day because I was not steady on my feet. Like because I, I've, I've atrophied a lot of my muscles by not being physically active, and so it's like okay, there is there are things in our lives where we need to attend to these things, and we need to use and these realistic ideas of what do I want to achieve? Like with this physical, like exercise or movement or whatever, what is it I want to achieve? I want to achieve strength, being sturdy on my feet. I want to be able to walk on grounds that are unsafe, that are, that are like maybe rocky or sloping or that aren't flat and and paved, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. cause you go to the beach and what happens with the sand when the, when yeah. the waves come, it makes you unsturdy. That's why I did not was not able to swim in the Caribbean because of that. I went to the Caribbean and Mm -hmm. I was not able to get into the water because of how unsteady that made me. So Mm -hmm. it's when we have these ideas and like you said, these burning passions of connecting to it and creating the ability to do those things, it can be as simple as wanting to live a healthy life, wanting to, you know, wanting to be able, if you're a person who's challenged with disabilities or even a person who's challenged with their weight, because being heavy, I'm heavy. It doesn't help the situation whatsoever of me needing to carry around this form on these on my legs that are not strong anymore. So it's, it's using that as the motivation. And I think that that's, that's a big key. And I want to highlight this here of what you brought up. And I'm, and I'm just kind of magnifying it in a, in a, in a kind of a different way when we find these motivations and I'm, and I'm talking like these deep, deep motivations, like, yes, I'm afraid of being older, being young and not being able to do things, but I don't use the fear of not being able to do things to push me forward I'm using the idea of thinking about how easy it would be to walk upstairs to go take trips places that I don't know what the ground is like to be able to go to like things like I would love to go like concerts with my friends or you know they go they go trail walking sometimes and I don't go because it's hard you know and because there's it's not straight and not flat, it's up down. And you know, there's some precarious situations. So it's like, I want it's, it's, I want to strengthen my body so that I'm strong in my walking and stable. But I also want to do this and be physically active, so that I can enjoy my life, I can be with people of uh, uh, that have able bodied, and, and and go enjoy life with them, not that they don't, they're always very kind and they're always very like, "Hey, how can we help? What can we do? Do you need hand? Like what's going on? They're always very attentive, but I want to be a part of that. And I know I can be because I was there once. Yeah. And it's, so it's me just being like, I want a bigger, better life than sitting in my home. So therefore I need to do something to create that. That's my driving force versus I'm going on vacation and I need to look a certain way because of whatever. No, I may be going on vacation. Like we're going up to the cabin next weekend. And, but I want to be able to go to walk the trails. So it's like, what do I have to do to get there? You know, what steps do I take to enjoy that part? I love walking in the woods trail Mm -hmm. walking, but if I can't do it for more than 20 minutes, I do it, but it's like, I want more. I want to spend more time in the woods. I want to spend more time enjoying that. And and so using that as motivation is is, is that sense of like, what type of life do we want in our lives? Not because I'm whatever, I'm overweight or it's just because I want to enjoy life and I can enjoy it now, but there's more on a life I want than just what I have if that makes sense.
1: I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it's like, so when somebody comes to like kind of a goal or it's not even a goal, because we're trying to organize goals, like the example that I used was very specific, right? Like climbing Kilimanjaro, there's a very specific set of of things you have to do in order to be able to do that so it's very it's it's easy to make that plan right like somebody's done it first of all somebody else has done it before so they're going to tell you about you you, this is how the oxygen thing works this is how the you know food rationing and water like they're going to tell you all that kind of stuff so you have like these steps that are pre-made and then you apply them to your body and you think about what is my body how does my body get ready for that okay but it's a a very specific goal happening a lot. I think with, with a lot of us, when we're trying to change our bodies, um, whether physically the size of it or or nutritionally is really big, wide concepts. And it's overwhelming. You can't create goals that are just being healthy, right? Because being healthy means so many different things to so many different people. They have me healthy. What does that look like? what are the specific steps? What is my goal of being healthy? What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does healthy do? And then you go backwards and create the steps to achieve that goal. So it, it be the more specific here it is to do it, the more general we are, it is to do it because we can't, we, we can't make specific steps. Oh man. Um, <laughs> it, it's, Uh, it's like
0: we have to get more specific. Right. Right. I agree. I mean, you, we have to dial it in and, but, you know, when we can take the idea of just motivation and we have to redefine what that is, And redefine it from a space of positivity versus lack mentality, if that makes sense. Um, It's, we can't go because I can't do this. This is what I want to do. We need to go at it from a space of what do you want in your life and what is important and what is going to support that goal? Because I think you have your overarching goals. Like I want to live a better life. I want to live a more able-bodied life. What what does that mean so what does it mean I want to be able to hike in the woods for an hour like I want to be able to uh, walk up and down stairs without feeling like I'm going to fall I want to be able to walk on a beach and go in the water when I feel like it you know So when you even like, when you take those things apart, right? Like there's very specific things
1: that work on balance. There's very specific things that work on endurance, but if we don't use those words, we don't know what we're doing. And, you know, like we do, because you and I, like, this is kind of like what we do. We talk about it, but I think the average person has difficulty with that. So they are trying, they think, oh, well, being healthy means that I need to eat some salads. Hey, eating some salads isn't going to make you stable doing stability exercises is going to make you stable, you know, like endurance isn't going to be like, just go kill yourself at the gym on the elliptical because that's not reality for that, that long-term, you know, whatever that, that, that you're trying to achieve because it, uh, it's going to matter, you know, how your body works. If your lung capacity isn't there, you are going to have trouble no matter what, or if you haven't worked the right muscles, you're going to have trouble no matter what, because the elliptical is not walking in the woods. You know, like, so being able to understand what you need in order to achieve those specific goals yes. is what matters, you know? And I think a lot of people just have difficulty with that because that overarching goal, that's the end, the be all end all. They, that, that's kind of like where we stop. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to do things. We say lots of general things and being able to say, well, what does that look like for me? And maybe we set goals like people do much better. This is the reason why we have actual athletic coaches. It's because they support us in achieving certain goals of like, that are very measurable so that they, they can train us to achieve that goal. So, and if endurance is your goal, it sometimes is easier to say, Hey, you're going to complete a 5k in 40 minutes if you've never done one before. So now we have a very specific goal and you start to go backwards in increments and that endurance, you maybe aren't looking to run a four, a five K that might not be your ultimate goal, but that's a way to get you training for your ultimate goal of a big hike or something like that. You know, it's, it's kind of opening that horizon to here's the other ways that we achieve the goals that we're looking at. Here are all the the steps of what we're we're looking to do. You know, a lot of people, again, are just really general and that is what hurts us because you can't make plans based on general information. It has to be specific stuff. There has to be achievable goals that you work toward because that's how you connect to that passion.
0: On the other side of that, and I agree 100%, on the other side of that we also need to know where we're deficient like what is it about our physical being that prevents us from achieving that goal like for example and i'm and i'm going to get specific in a sense of like okay you know what what are the things that challenge us from reaching those goals physically like me i'm unstable on my feet you know i so i need to bring up more balance strength i need to and there's we we need to take things to the minutiae and then back. And then in a sense of like like you said, and I agree, because that's where a lot of us falter in a sense. If I haven't had the experience of physical therapy, which is kind of that idea of okay, we have a goal, how do we get there? And you know, if I haven't had that experience, I would be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I get because because basically that's what it is, is physical therapy is creating a physical goal about what it is you need to achieve and how do we get there through the physical body, not so much the mental or, or the emotional or the, the eating, but through the exercise, the movement part of it, right. but that and applies a to a very tiny bit, right? Like right. right after
1: surgery when you can barely move.
0: Yes. Yes. Because the day after, yeah. Because the night after any joint replacement, you are up walking, man. I tell you what they don't let you, uh, uh no, no, no. So yeah, cause I, uh, yeah, and yeah. they're done that. Um, you know, so it's like, it's, we need to understand is okay. I think the biggest question when we do define the goals, we define how we're going to get there is along the way we ask ourselves, does this support the goal or does this prevent me from reaching the goal? Um, that's, you know, that's kind of the question I ask a lot of myself financially. Like Mm -hmm. I have financial goals and I'm like, does this support me financially? You know, does this support my goals or does it take away from it? And I think that that's a question that applies with this process. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and we have to understand is that the physical part of it is, is one third of the reaching the goals. Like we have to consider, other things as well. We can't just look at, oh, if I need to be strong to be able to walk like an hour, go take an hour hike, there's much more to it than just endurance. We have to feed our body the correct nutrients so that it reaches the goal. We have to, you know, we have to be in this, the mindset of this is not punishment and not to punish our bodies and to be realistic and give ourselves grace and understand, okay, what was preventing us from doing the work, this work before like healing that part of ourselves and, and realizing we are worthy of the success of this goal. Like we, cause that can sometimes sabotage when we don't Absolutely. think we're worthy of that. You're not going to get there because you're going to find that you're going to get, moments where you're going to you know, binge eat or you're going to not want to exercise or work out or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing um, as far as reaching your goal. So let's go back to the idea of, you know, um, having this idea that your worth and your worthiness of this joy and momentary happiness and having this stuff in your life you is not, it's not, we think our size is, is going to dictate the worthiness, but it's not. You can receive the joy and the happiness of experiences of, you know, at any time, you don't have to be any size or have any certain ability, you know, you can have that. There are specific things, like we said, that, um, that, Maybe like you want to think about is this realistic or not, but for the majority of what it is you seek, the happiness you seek in travel, the happiness you seek in, in moments, experiences, you're you're entitled to that regardless of your abilities and your size,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's something that I think that we need to underline um, along with everything that you shared with us because I think everything you shared with us was so important and, and so vital for the process, um, that we also need to underline that we're still worthy regardless of, um, what we're doing to maybe achieve a goal or what, how we're working towards it. We're going to still be worthy of it regardless of any, any action or inaction or goal reached or not. We're always going to be worthy of that experience, but, We can make the experience better or we can make the experience easier maybe, or we can just go and experience it as we are regardless, because we deserve that too. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that says that we have to be a certain thing to experience happiness or something. And there have been things in my life where I couldn't do, like I went to the Caribbean and I couldn't get in the water because I needed somebody to help me into the ocean because of the way the waves shifted the sand, but I didn't. So I sat and I laid on the beach anyways, and I enjoyed the Caribbean and I really enjoyed my cruise anyways, even if I wasn't able to do some of the things. I still got joy. I still felt good. I still was able to find happiness in that moment. Even if I didn't do the one thing that, that was important, it was okay. Cause there was other important things I got to do and I loved it and I would do it again. And I, you know, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Right. So. And that's that
1: redefinition of what you're talking about of like, well, what does, what does the happiness mean? Does it, does it relate to my Body size, or does it relate to how I'm experiencing my life? And Mm -hmm. that there are things that that my physical being maybe can't do right now, but that doesn't equate my only happiness of that experience. That there are there's there's happiness to be found everywhere, and it has nothing to do with our body size that we, you know, I mean, I think we can all agree that no matter what body size, we all have certain limitations of how our bodies work or how our brains work. We may, I can't play soccer to save my life. I wanted to, I can't do it. And it has nothing to do with the size of my body. I just, it's not working out, man. So I find other things that my body can do that make me happy. That doesn't limit my happiness because there was a thing I couldn't do. You go find the thing that you can do and you enjoy it. And you allow that joy to come in because you're worthy of happiness. You're not worthy of things because you've achieved a certain size. You're worthy of happiness because you exist on this earth. And it's just up to us really to have realistic views, have dreams, and just know the lines of each, know our motivations of each, know each step that we need to take to get in, in, in either space and allow those things to exist. Allow the process to be enjoyable instead of punishment. Allow the end result to be the same feeling as the beginning result of just being happy with who you are. Yeah. And knowing that maybe you gave yourself more opportunities Right? More opportunities for happiness, but it certainly didn't mean that you couldn't have had them until that time came.
0: True. Absolutely. So the next time, friends, you want to take a vacation and you think you have to be a certain way to take it, really challenge that thought. challenge that thought the one thing you want to do and you're like i'm so excited oh no i can't do it because i'm fat or i'm too thin or i'm i'm you know whatever whatever reason your brain is trying to keep you safe challenge it a little bit gently lovingly just challenge it and say really is this really true can i still enjoy it as i am right now chances are that is a yes and
1: Hold that going to be
0: difficult, reach
1: out for the appropriate help to you know repair that part of you that means that that make that triggers yourself, right? Because other people will trigger us, but it's ourselves that are being triggered. That part of you that triggers yourself in those experiences so that you don't enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yes. So if you need us, we are here. You have your holistic counselor, you have your energy healer both of us here ready to help you whenever you need it so we will talk to you. yes <laughs> we will talk to you next week next Monday um, and until then take care of you enjoy the moment enjoy the energy of what is um, we have a we've had at this time we will have had, the other eclipse season, the eclipse closing. Um, and I don't know, just write it out. Write out whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, but challenge everything. Challenge everything that says you cannot do something, challenge it all mm-hmm. um, because you can. Lots of love to you, friends, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Hey, love y'all.
0: Thank you for joining us on
1: Freud's angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us
0: to continue the healing connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels, please subscribe to the show
1: so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center.
0: And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.